Champions Mojo is part of the CG Sports Network. Welcome to the award-winning Champions Mojo podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo podcast. And we have a new exciting show today. We're going to wrap up this year, the year of 2022, and we're going to give you quick a quick 22 Let's see, what are they called? Takeaways. Yeah. 22 takeaways that Maria and I got from 2022. And this is going to be our foundation for moving into 2023. You know, Maria, you and I both make, uh, we kind of set our goals and look up into the new year. And we thought these were things that we learned from our guests that either from our guests or from our lives or from our conversations that you and I have had with each other or with the champions that we've right. talked to that uh, have really stuck with us. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, a great time to do this because we're getting ready for, you know, you first kind of review your previous year before you get ready to make new goals and things for 2023. So I'm excited to go through this with you. Yes, me too. All right. So we're going to start off number one, which was from our interview with Dan Latano. And it's just a simple quote. Dan says, each morning when he exercises, he is born again. And, you know, I was in the water this morning in a wind chill of 30 some degrees, which is why I probably sound a little congested. My nose is still thawing out um, and I feel born again. So it's it just exercise is, yeah. is, has got to be a part of life for me in 2023. Yeah. Well, it made that, of course, we you and I love this, but what made that so magical is the idea of being born again, because it's such a beautiful way to describe how we feel. And we'd not heard that before. That's a good one. Yes. Yes. All right. So I'm going to do five. You're going to do five and then six and six, and we're going right. to roll through these. Um, change is hard was <laughs> a very simple quote, but came from the fantastic Erica Braun, who's the world's fastest woman, 50 year old swimmer. She is a really hard worker, but also is willing, even at her level, no matter how proficient we become, she's willing to make changes, willing to change her breathing or breathe less or try a different turn. Or So change is really hard, but sometimes if we can just force ourselves to do it, it's it's going to make a huge difference. Yeah. yeah she said it's so worth it. <laughs> and that's really yeah. true. And it yeah. is really hard. It's so worth it. Yeah. So worth it. All right. My third one is how important upper body strength is. And in another uh, pre-workbook that Maria, you and I are working through, um, it, it asks us in 2022 to list people that have the most significant conversations you had mm -hmm. in 2022. And one of mine was our interview with 100-year-old Charlotte Sandall. And Charlotte is just amazing. She's an inspiration. And our takeaway from the Charlotte Sandall interview, all that she had to offer, everything that she said was, we distilled it down to number three, which is upper body strength is so important. She still at this day and age rolls out at a hundred years old and does 12 push-ups, And it used to be more, it used to be 20. <laughs> yeah. So that is huge. Yeah. Yeah. She inspired me. I started doing push-ups immediately after that interview and I've been doing them ever since. <laughs> so yeah, she was, Charlotte has very much inspired me. Yeah. She, 
she was apologetic about her 12 push-ups, which is amazing. Yeah. It's a joke. That, that's, I mean, it's not, it's not a joke. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, number four, have a coach. And this, this is Amy Rieger. She's another, you know, world record holding champion. She really says that she just doesn't, it doesn't like to go to swim practice without a coach, but this is for life, for performance, for cycling, for running, for golfing, for whatever you want to do. It's just so much, we're so much more proficient when we have a coach, someone that's there to cheer us on, to help us, to set, you know, us up for success. Yeah. And then we, we even talked about if you can't afford a coach, although this year I've had two coaches, I've had an athletic coach and also kind of a life coach, but if you can't afford it, there's lots of stuff online that's free, <laughs> you know, that kind yeah. of works the same way. So I, 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 I think just what we mean is you need to have something that you're accountable to outside of your own head. Yes. Yes. And there are programs that you can have one coach that's coaching 20 people. It doesn't necessarily have to be a one-on-one coach. So I like that. All right. My fifth one is um, set your priorities. And this is, you know, not exclusive to Benjamin Lopento. He did stress it in his interview, another, you know, very, a huge champion being a master's champion and also a former Olympian. Um, But just like when we have priorities, we have a North star, we know where we're going and it makes decisions easier. So when you, you know, we all have full plates and we need to say no to things and we need to say yes to things. So you just, what is the most urgent? What are your priorities and go after those first? Yeah. I mean, this is something that comes up all the time. We can get overwhelmed by, you know, what's next or what we can see in front of us. But if you know your North star, then, then it's easier to make the decisions what to do next. So I love that one. Okay. So the next are five are mine. Um, and this is something Kelly and I've been talking a lot. Number six is good food doesn't appear magically. <laughs> and I mean, I've been talking about this for a while, but this year has really been solidified for me. I cannot wait until I'm hungry to decide what I'm going to eat. I have to plan just as I plan my exercise and just as exercise takes time, I have to go to the grocery store. I've got to plan my food. I have to, for me, it's very helpful to plan it in advance. Like um, we were just talking about roasting vegetables in the summer. I eat salads. You got to have salad stuff on hand. It doesn't take long to take a, to make a salad, but I don't want to be roasting vegetables when I'm starved. So I've been roasting vegetables on Sundays, lots of vegetables so that all throughout the week, I can get them out, heat them up in the microwave, throw some feta cheese on them or something and have good food. Anyway, the point is you have to plan your food just like you plan your exercise and no use in complaining about it. You know, just like, yeah, if I'm going to have if I'm going to grow from the exercise that I do, I also have to eat right. And it's not going to happen unless I plan it. Yes, Maria, this one is really Mark and I've talked about this and, and I would take this just the one like word step further is plan a menu because we have noticed that we eat around what is on the BOGOs at Publix and BOGOs is uh, buy one, <laughs> buy one get, get one. one. <laughs> so our refrigerator and our pantry is full of things that are inexpensive. And there are some good things. I mean, they have cherry tomatoes and blueberries and, you know, frozen pizzas that you can eat, but then we buy the BOGOs and then we eat our menu off of what's on BOGO. I told Mark for 2023, I said, I want to create a menu and then I want to shop off of that. Imagine how novel that would be. (laughs) 
Yeah. So yeah, that that my mom is a great menu maker. She makes menus for two weeks at a time, and yeah, I mean, at least having an idea generally, you know, I I I a tip there is like at least plan three meals for you know seven nights, and that way you can eat leftover some nights, and you can be flexible. Yeah, and I know that's part of the Overeaters Anonymous um, manual is you you have to have a food plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like exercise, you got to plan it. You're not going to just go outside and start, you know, running five miles. You got to, you know, work up to it. You got to plan it. You have to think about what you're going to do each day. So, and, and I think one of the things as athletes, we, we wish that there was the athlete's table for us. So we could just come home and somebody else would prepare our food for us. And unfortunately for most of us, that's not going to (laughs) happen. So, okay. Number seven, when this is Bob beach, when you really love something, don't stop doing it. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we, we talked with him about, you know, getting back into swimming after years of, of, of not doing it, but it's, it's, it's true for almost everything. Like if you are really enjoying some aspect in your life, either get back to it or don't stop doing it to begin with. It's, it's, um, you know, it's, it, we, sometimes life happens and we, we just walk away from something, but it's good to remember that, I think we're all kind of put together to have certain passions. And when we're doing those things that we're passionate about, or we really love them, we're better people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, number eight, and this is really, really important for me. Uh, Danielle Sperling talked about this. Recovery days are training days. <laughs> so hard for those of us addicted to the uh, dopamine or whatever it is that we get from working out every single day. But as we age, particularly, we have to have recovery days. And if we think of them, as part of our training, then we will, and, you know, write them down as, as part of our training, then we'll, we'll think we we will take them seriously. So that's something that I'm going to be working on my whole life. I really don't like to rest and it's to my detriment, especially as I age as an athlete. Yeah. And I think as we age, we need even more rest. I just, I think, I think we do. Yeah. And then again, um, you know, Kelly and I, you and I are talking a lot about, you know, what's happening as we age, but stretching and flexibility are important. And for somehow, I think I used to stretch as a young person and be flexible. And then I just, I don't know, gave it all up. And I, and I went through many, many years without doing any stretching or flexibility exercises. but Jeff Cummings taught us that it's, it's a secret weapon, weapon for keeping you fitter and keeping you from getting injured. So, uh, and I think it's back generally, you know, if you think, of, if you look, if you're following social media or whatever, stretching and being flexible will help us uh, to be better at whatever we're doing and also to keep us um, from falling or hurting ourselves. So excellent um, bit there from Jeff. Yes. Yeah, totally agree. Okay. Very important. (laughs) All right. And then um, number 10, this isn't hard for me. This is sort of part of my DNA, but we loved Rick Walker said, you know, 90% is just showing up consistency, consistency over long, long periods of time. I think we can tend to give up if, you know, if we're working at something for several weeks or even months and we are maybe not seeing a lot of progress, but the, the winner is the person who shows up every single day, puts the penny in the jar, is consistent with their workouts over long periods of time, then they will continue to succeed. Yes, that is, that is the one I think that we, we decided that of, you know, almost, you know, 200 shows that consistency is the thing that champions say is the commonality. Yeah. If, if there were one attribute, I would say that's what we've heard from people. When we ask them the question, what do champions share and that they're consistent, 
They, yeah. they practice, they show up. So I love day, that one. Day after day, month day after, after month, day, year month, after year, year after year. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Um, so I'm going to wrap up my, my half of this, um, with the next few, uh, and this one could be my favorite one. Maybe it's because it's the halfway point at number 11. Um, give yourself permission to do your passions if it makes you feel alive. Mm-hmm. And Kirk Dick, Kurt Dixon, world-renowned, amazing master swimmer, you know, 93 national titles. Kirk is a busy ER physician and he gets in there and swims and travels around to do meets. And some people would say, you know, why do you do this? It, he loves it. It makes him feel alive. He said it makes him mm-hmm. feel alive. And so I've got to tell this little quick story with Mark and I were driving past a farmer's market the other day in Florida and their Saturday, second Saturday, we drove in and there were all these booths with people's passions. Some little, some lady had these rocks that she painted and another person had carved uh, very intricate little pieces of wood. Another woman had bows that she made and and this there was a guy that was making his own various flavors of jellies and we stayed at that it was beautiful sunny day in florida we stayed at the farmer's market and we walked around and kind of did a loop and we were there for a couple of hours and there were a lot of people there but not very many people spending any money on bows or jellies or rocks and i just thought (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is it that drives these people to wake up? And there's a lot of work. They have to set up their tent. They haul in their boxes. They bring their signs. They sit there for, you know, five hours. And it just, it comes down to their passions. And we all have these things that make us feel alive. And sometimes we may say to ourselves, as I do often, I've said on this show several times, I sometimes helicopter up. And I look at the fact that I love swimming in a box of water back and forth, back and forth, looking at a black line. Why do I love it? I just can't explain it, but it makes me feel alive. And Mm. that's it. If you find something that makes you feel alive, I don't care if it's, you know, stuffing little mushrooms and putting them on a plate, whatever it is, just do it. (laughs) I love it. That's a great illustration. (laughs) So, um, number 12, Paige Madden, Olympian, NCAA champion, swimmer extraordinaire. She breathes out of every wall on all her miles. It's not what Katie Ledecky does. It's not what the coaches are telling us to do. But this takeaway is you can still be highly successful if you do things your own way. So that was my, I love that part of Paige Madden's interview. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number three. Yeah. Number 13 is building confidence. We all need to build confidence. And when we're trying to do things that maybe don't seem natural to us or that might seem hard, whether that's, you know, got to lose a hundred pounds or want to swim across a giant freezing cold lake, or you want to get a promotion or you want to write a book or whatever it is, there is always, always, always a role model that has done it. That is probably your age, your place in life, or they started there. And I just, that for me is a takeaway from all that we've, you know, the people we've talked to, and we did a whole episode on it. I think it was episode 138 where, um, how to build your confidence, find a role model. Yeah. And, um, 
if you, number 14 is if you do something, inspiration is contagious. That was from Amanda Coker, that when you step out of your comfort zone and you're doing something that inspires you, you're going to inspire others, that it's just contagious. And I love that about Amanda Coker. Yeah, I, I, I did too. Amanda is actually my coach now and, um, in cycling. Yeah. And cycling. And she just lives this and she, you know, she continues to do big things, but what she says is when you try to do big things, other people will, will come around you. And that happens, that's, that happens to me. It happens to you. Sure. I'm sure Kelly. And it happens with Amanda. It's, it's, it's cool. And I'm inspired by others (laughs) and I inspire others. That's, and so I love that phrase. It's, it's a good reason to do hard things. And it's a, it's a good reason to look at other people who are doing hard things or doing tough, you know, amazing things. Yes. Yes. So I got two more and then I'm done with my 2022. <laughs> um, that with all that we have on our plates, we must say no to things. We absolutely have to choose. And that go back to your priorities is one mm-hmm. way to choose. But the thing that we all get caught up in is how to say no, you know, that you don't want to be rude. You don't. So we don't need to respond to every single thing that we're asked to do. Sometimes you can just not return an email or not. That might seem rude, but it's not. It's kind of a standard in some industries where you're just getting um, either a, a asked from someone you don't know well, or you just can't, we can't answer all the emails that come in to Champions Mojo. And so if it's a no, sometimes we just can't answer it. Um, but learning to say no and just also just saying no. You don't have to give an excuse. Oh, I'm going to see my father or I've got swim practice. No, I'm sorry. That just doesn't fit my schedule. Yeah. That's, that's so hard for me, but so such an important. Yeah. And I, and I, no. yeah. And I, and I think the ghosting is better than not saying no is, is, is a good thing. I mean, saying no is healthy. Um, and, yeah. and you've got to figure out how you got to do it. So I yes. love that one. All right. My last one is that we love to encourage people to do athletics as adults. And if you are thinking, how do I get into a group? I had coffee with a friend this morning and I asked her how long she took off, you know, from master swimming. She said she took off a while. And I said, how did you get back into it? And she said, I saw other adults running over the causeways, going, you know, swimming in the the Mm. rivers. Mm. And, um, and she said, and I joined them. I just decided I'm just going to go and show up with that group. And so surrounding yourself with other people that are doing the things that you aspire to do. And that doesn't have to just be athletics. It can be anything. It can be a writing group or an art group or a Frisbee group or whatever you want to do. Sometimes it's just so much easier when you get yourself around other people doing it. So true. And it's a way to get inspired. And it's also um, a way to find a mentor and, you know, like all the other things. It can be hard just joining a group. I think, you know, for those of us who have a little bit of social anxiety, but it's much it's once you can get over that little hump. Yeah, totally agree. Surrounding yourself with other people who are doing what you're interested in doing or doing what you want to do is, is, is just probably the best motivational tactic. I love that one. And that was your All right, last Maria. One. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm bring in us, now. Bring us home. Bring <laughs> okay. us home. Well, so big takeaway for me this year and also Mark Middleton talk about it in that episode was aging is real. Yes. You know, I think I thought somehow if I just kept going, I wouldn't slow down. I wouldn't, um, 
you know, I, I would, you know, be able to push myself at, at the same uh, level. And I certainly can push myself, but, but as I've aged, I am slowing down. It was, it was very frustrating this year training for um, the world time trial ultra world time trial championships in November. Just, I felt like I was working really hard and doing everything I could massages and nutrition and, and sleep and everything. And I just wasn't as fast as I was seven, eight years ago. Um, so that's real, but staying active is still the fountain of youth. It's still, and I've, I've been had the just delight to watch my parents who are uh, my moms are late eighties, moms, dads, and almost mid nineties who have made exercise a priority their whole life. They're still out there walking and exercising and it's keeping them independent and healthy. So it really is the fountain of youth. So yes, it's harder to be fast and uh, strong as you age, but it's still um, worth it. And that brings me to my 18th, which is despite the fact that you're slowing as you age and your body doesn't do what you want it to do. There's still lots of new ways to challenge yourself. So after the Charlotte Sandal interview, I started doing push-ups, and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is fun. And it's fun to increase my number of push-ups. And, and uh, I've been working on pull-ups and um, I'm also doing, you know, different um, non-athletic things to challenge myself. So the the beauty of being older is in part you have sort of the wisdom and time maybe um to to pursue things that can you know that you can challenge yourself with and still continue to grow yeah and if you you can definitely like if you've always been a swimmer you've always been a runner and your times aren't what you want them to be like you said you can add something new but you can also just take the lens and say you know yeah, I'm slower than I was five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago. But if you just maintain, you know, just do keep training, you're still going to be wherever you were in the pack, you know, like you were the leader of the pack, you can still be the leader of the pack because everyone's aging. So that's it. Like that's, that's the, for me, that's the takeaway that everyone is aging. No one gets out of it. Right. Right. And you're demonstrating that by being continuing to win in your age group as you but know, I'm slow as heck. I mean, so you, I am so, so much slower. The key is compare I'm, yourself yeah. to other people your age, not yeah. to your former fast self from exactly. 10 years ago. That's, <laughs> okay. that's what that's what keeps me getting up in the morning. So some of the, the these last few we heard kind of um from from our guests, but also these are just sort of takeaways from our conversations with one another throughout 2022. And and for um num- number 19, one of the big takeaway for 2022 is when I'm in conflict with other people, it's, it's not, it's not always about me. (laughs) That seems so obvious. It's such a narcissistic take, but you know, often if I'm, if I'm in conflict with somebody I love or somebody that I'm close to, I've, I've come to realize, you know, it's sometimes they're just in a bad spot. And so they, you know, they need some space, they need some grace. And it's not always about what I'm doing or what I'm saying or what, you know, right or wrong. So that's a huge um, little wisdom nugget for me. I like it. Um, and number 20 again, um, kind of, I think Kelly, you've probably taught me this more than, than anyone. You can never listen enough. (laughs) Like, you know, there's no, there it's an endless, endless, uh, you know, we, we all tend to want to fix and talk and encourage. I especially do. Um, but really most people just need to be listened to. Um, and, and we learn by listening, you know, just 
grow your ears. Sometimes I imagine that I've got big, big, big bad ears and I'm just I'm just going to try to pick up everything around me. This has been especially true for me during the holidays. We had a lot of company. Um, you know, there's a lot of air in the room. It's nice to just listen and and you can never listen enough. There's 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 never um you know, you can always and and I'm talking about good listening that's often reflective. It's not not talking. It's really really trying to understand people and hear what they have to say. Yeah, I think um, you know, Mark and I are going on 20 years of marriage, which is just and it's better than ever. And we started out with a, a, a Mago therapy, which is in the book by Harv, Harville, Harville Hendricks, I think is the author getting the love you want. Yes. And it's reflective listening. So you each get to talk, but you have to repeat back what the other person says. And then after you repeat it back, you have to ask, is there more, yeah. is there more, is there more, is there more until they are done talking? Mm. Um, so that has been, and you're, by the time you've done this for one another in a, in a locator, you know, you're just the two of you, it is phenomenal. It's like every bit of angst or is gone because you feel heard. Mm. So, um, I love that. I, I really think that we don't as a society listen to one another enough mm-hmm. and, you know, we're, we, it's natural to be thinking about yourself, what you did for the holidays, but you know, do you say, what else, what did you do for the holidays? Yeah. And, you know, Mark and I try to do this all the time um, when we're, when we're out there in the world, um, but listening. Yeah. And, yeah and you're then, so it, good at that. I mean, we, you know, I'll be talking. Well, I've learned it from, I've learned it from my husband. Um, yeah. And then the other thing too, is when one is grieving, they say that the best thing that we can do to help somebody who's grieving any kind of a loss is to just be there. Just, just be there. You don't have to say it'll be all right. You don't have to say, what can I do? You don't have to say, uh, you know, this is so awful or it's just like, if you're just with someone, you're just there, that that is one of the best things that you can do for people. So true. That's so true. All right. Two more, Maria. All right. All right. All right. All right. Two more. Number 21 for me. Uh, big takeaway from for 2022 is drinking alcohol just isn't worth it anymore for me. <laughs> it's um, I, I, I love a glass of wine. I love a, a drink now and then. But after really um, a, uh, doing a deep dive with Dr. Huberman, HubermanLab.com, he does a great podcast and just listening to all of the kind of negatives of alcohol. I'm just not going to do it anymore. So I'm, 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 I mean, that doesn't mean never, ever, 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 but I'm not going to do the maybe two or three glasses of alcohol that I've been drinking a week for most of my adult life. I'm I've, I've stopped for the last two or three months and I can't say yeah, it's made a huge yeah. difference, but I'm, I'm glad not to have another thing. Go ahead. Maria. That is, I think that's a huge one and we don't want to be preachy to right. people, but we just want to like, offer that as, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is how we feel about it. And, you know, Mark and I have not had a drink, not a sip, not a ceremonial, nothing in, I'd say 18 years. Um, and it's, it just is, uh, very freeing because yeah, now all of our friends know we don't drink. We go to over to somebody's house for dinner. They're like, you know, they know it. Um, but it's really, a poison at the end of the day, alcohol is poison. <laughs> Anything that you drink and it alters your reality is 
is a hallucination. You know, it, it's 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 not great for the system. And the scientists were, are telling you that. But the calories, the liver damage, the sugar the s- sleep interruption, spike, the sleep interruption, all the things that it does. Plus, it's expensive and it's really it's really just not worth it. So I'm glad that's your takeaway from 2022. I think that's mine from, you know, 2001. <laughs> um, but it's it's cool. Yeah. So good. It is. All it right. is. Yeah. Okay. And the last thing is, well, I, this is going to be seem so obvious, but do things that are fun. I, I have, I have been such a striver my whole life, always, you know, trying to do the right thing or do the hard thing or do the, but I, I've realized, Hey, you know, we're supposed to be doing fun things too. fun, have fun every day, have fun. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a lifetime for me to, to, to work on this. I, in fact, I, um, I'm doing a little paint by number, which is so fun. <laughs> it, you know, it's not going to produce anything in the, at the end of the day, it's probably not even going to be something I hang on my wall, but it's fun. And the process of it is fun. And it's, it's good to just do things that are fun. Yes. I think that is a great way to go into 2023 thinking about having fun. Yeah. I mean, this is our one life that we get to live right. and let's have fun with it. And what can you do? That's fun. I got right. it. I, and, and I know that a lot of our listeners are like us. They're, yes. you know, Tom and Deb marathoners and these elite athletes and we push and we produce and we've got to hit some goal. And it's like, of course, swimming is fun for us. And I'm sure running is fun for those guys. And, you know, it, it is fun, but there's a different level of fun that we used to have as kids. Right. It wasn't, there wasn't a product at the end. There wasn't a medal. There wasn't a time. It was just fun for fun. And, and because of people like you and me and, and our listeners that are, you know, very ambitious, I would say ambitious and champions and goal-driven. And it's like, let's ask ourselves because Maria, this is the one I need most. You need most, (laughs) um, truly of all of these 22 to have fun. Yeah. And what does that look like? I don't even know what that looks like. I that, mean, I that, know, that's, again, that's, it's, that's the challenge. Yeah. It's like, if you think what's fun, you have to get away from, well, the feeling after I work out or the feeling after I organize my house or the feeling at, you know, it's yes. that, 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 that does feel good, but what's just pure pleasure fun. And sometimes yeah. it's going to take us a while to figure that out. Yep. Yep. Well, maybe we'll figure it out for 2023. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right, right Maria. Thank you, you so, much. so much. All right. Love you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Champions Mojo podcast. Did you enjoy the show? We'd be grateful if you would leave us a five-star review on iTunes to help others find us. And we'd also love to hear from you. We're on all social media platforms, or you can reach us at championsmojo.com.